0: um hi everybody hello
1: hello
0: i'm so rusty on this uh this is the second puberty podcast
1: uh special mini so special supposedly.
0: yeah oh. special mini sewed. um my name is nikki i'm agnes i'm hoping of course as usual that we're actually recording i mean <laughs> the record button's on the mic is on i see some things so I'm going to say we are recording.
1: We got the bars going up and down.
0: I love that you know. like
1: the tune to voices.
0: Yes. I love that you know the bars go up and down. They definitely are going up and down.
1: Um, so I'm thinking yeah. of that more for my dad from our actual experience. With him.
0: <laughs> this is a specially requested episode from our fans. I had a fan who knows me personally, so some would might call her a friend, but... for this particular
1: particular, what non-celebrities call for
0: (laughs) (laughs) this particular instance I'm going to call her a fan she she texted me uh, specifically and said you and Agnes have to do an episode on this and so yeah did we say what we're talking about?
1: oh we haven't
0: oh well we're talking about the season or series finale of Sharp Objects dun 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 Dun, dun, dun. Don't tell mama. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hashtag don't tell mama. Hashtag don't tell mama. Story uh, of our lives. Literally. Um, so, so you have rewatched it more recently than I have.
0: Yes. Um, I rewatched it this morning.
1: I know I, I set the scene cause there was a rainstorm where I was at Ooh, and I, I pulled the curtains closed and I lit a candle.
0: Nice. <laughs> to I'm jealous. I experienced
1: this when I actually watched it.
0: <laughs> that is amazing. I love it. I just like laid on the couch and was like, oh, I need to rewatch this. It's been a while and I need to take notes and I had some hot Cheetos, I think I'm not sure.
1: I mean, also important.
0: Yeah. Snacks are the best. Um, um do you want to start? Or or, I guess I can start because I actually have seen it today.
1: Okay, yeah, and I don't know if we want to go chronological or just as it flows.
0: Let's just go as it flows because at first I was doing chronological and then I just got a lot of thoughts. So I was like, this is going to be more of a flowy episode. Okay, guys, you've seen Sharp Objects and that's not pretend. If you haven't seen, don't listen to this podcast because we're going with spoilers right at the beginning. Like, yeah, this is a crazy, crazy show. Agnes read the book so she's going to give some book insights. But yeah, this is this is crazy. So the the title of the episode is called milk. Um <laughs> I don't know why. So let's start. If you have insights, do you know why it's called milk? I don't understand.
1: Um I mean, I think of it as like milk as like mother's milk, as like nourishment, oh. but she's making that special, you oh, know, yeah. her rap yes. But yes. also it's like I think what they say on like the post credits bit with the director and what's clearer at the end of the book because the book ends a little bit different and gives more of an epilogue is this idea of part of what drove Emma to kill the people she did mm-hmm. is she felt like they were getting her mother's attention right and that that wasn't cool (laughs) yeah
0: she did not like that okay
1: no and then at the end when you know she has her additional killing and it's our undoing yeah it's because she's kind of transposed the role of mother to camille yeah so it's like i have a cool friend wait my cool friend my camille likes my cool friend i should probably kill her too
0: i gotta kill her she's trying to take my attention away exactly so i just want to start a little bit these are my notes previously in the other episodes they call these girls that are being murdered little babies and I love it like I love that they call people baby killers they call John a baby killer like it is my favorite part of the movie um, I say everyone's losing it Camille's banging that teenager boy he goes to jail and her mom this is and also Camille finds out that her mom killed her sister because the mom has Munchausen by proxy yes So Camille has a sister that died when she was a little kid and she thought she was just sick, but it's really like the mom poisoned that girl to make her sick because she has Munchausen by proxy. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I'm realizing, did the mom kill that girl on accident? Like the daughter on accident? Like she just accidentally slipped her too much medicine, you know?
1: Um, I don't know if we ever get a clear answer when i'm thinking of like other real life yeah munchausen by proxy cases yeah because there's definitely been cases where it only comes out because the person's had like multiple children die unfortunately true so i don't know if it's they get you know they overdo it not realizing it and it is essentially an accident right um or it is more of the high end maybe that's the climax of you know what's sadder than having a sick kid? Ooh, having a, a dead, dead kid. kid. Yeah, I'm you're gonna right. This, I'm going to rock this funeral so hard. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what I remember in the episode before that seals the deal for Camille. Yeah. Is there's that friend of the mother's who mm-hmm. submitted to get this public information on these cases um, yeah. with all, like, the other child's um, medical bills right. or medical stuff going on Mm -hmm. but she makes a comment of you know that beautiful funeral and all that work and then she burned her
0: yeah but i feel like that's some like south shit because i absolutely want to be cremated like i don't want to be buried like don't bury me burn the shit out of me burn me
1: i'm pretty big on burning also i don't know if this is real or not or if it's like you know uh placenta pills and all that fake shit. Wait, placenta
0: pills are good for you. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. We'll we'll (laughs) say that for another time.
1: (laughs) I can I'm so showing an article by an OBGYN who does not agree with placenta pills.
0: Okay, I'm gonna like let's take a side note. Let's sidestep sidestep this. Agnes lives in the South and I live in California and Agnes was born and raised in California, but her transformation to a Southerner is so amazing right before my eye. Like, like we said, we've known each other since the seventh grade. Like, and she is full-blown southerner. I've seen her post things on Facebook like Californians can't have guns or straws. Like, I've seen that shit. I've seen that shit. And it just, it cracks me up because it's like, we could not be such polar opposites because like, I'm like, placenta pills are good for your baby. And this bitch probably doesn't even believe in breastfeeding either. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. So, had to get that off my chest.
1: Damn. Oh, okay. So <laughs> the reason I brought up placenta is, I don't know if this is real or if it's a scam, okay. but... Maybe when they burn you, they can make you into some kind of jewelry or gemstone.
0: Oh, so if you can
1: turn my dead body into like a cool ass, you know, opal or something, like yeah, sure, give that to somebody if they're not creeped out by wearing it. Like. I would
0: totally like a ring with your burnt ashes inside of it. <laughs> I don't know how creepy that is, but it's creepy, I guess.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's not my blood, it's not my hair, like exactly. Are young creepier things, yeah, but anyway, exactly. yeah, no. Burn me as well. Burn me or make me into a diamond.
0: <laughs> Ooh, yeah, diamond. Okay. Um,
1: so, So yeah. So, I mean, that. that's where I think of as the milk. The milk is the what nourishes you. And then also, obviously, whatever milk or nourishment Adora is providing these girls is right. also what's trying to kill them.
0: Gotcha. So, let's talk about... Okay, so Adora is providing... So, Camille goes back to the house to save Emma. Because she couldn't save her other sister. She's going to save Emma. So she goes back to the house and then she pretends to be sick so Adora can take care of her. And that's like Adora's dream. And Adora talks about it all through the episode. Like, I've always wanted to take care of you and you're finally my good girl. But on that line, like, Camille, uh, not Camille, Emma does look a little jealous that Camille's getting the attention. Like, you see this spark in her eye a little bit. And obviously, I got to pay attention a lot this morning because I was, like, taking furious notes. But, like, I saw something in her where she was like, this bitch. But then she was kind of like, well, I do need to heal. Like, I am a little. Like, mama's going hard on, on the medicine. And it's like what like what is the what do you think the like mind is thinking like Emma knows that Adora is poisoning her like and she lets her like she likes it she says in the episode I can't like when Camille tells her to go get help Emma doesn't she eats cake and (laughs) Camille confronts her and she's like well I have to be mama's good girl like I can't be the bad girl I'm like you are being killed and you still (laughs) you're all about it you're just like that relationship is so interesting to me about like you needing so much attention from your mother that you are okay with her poisoning you
1: yeah i mean i don't i don't know if it's because like these girls were raised in an environment where that is what they got in terms of positive attention right from your mother like that is the only Relationship they've ever had because mm-hmm. up until this point you know we can see Camille and obviously Camille has a lot of other demons going on yeah. with the cunning, Yeah, but if Camille's always resisted this and then she's gotten to the point where in an earlier episode the mother says something along the lines of like that's why I always hated you is like you reminded me so much of your dad like yeah. to have your mom say that's why I hated you yeah, that was and not deep. in like a jokingly term like yeah, just straight serious. up you know
0: yeah, you know, like you're I hate you. You're not the bomb. Yeah, I
1: mean but I mean you, this aside from her relationship with her boss, she doesn't have any other support system.
0: Right. You know what's so sick is I kind of forgot about that, but in this episode, when Adora is giving Camille a bath, she says, You are always just like me. So like that like the parallel, like when Camille wasn't listening to her and being defiant, according to Adora, she was like mm-hmm. her dad. But then when Camille is listening to her, Adora literally tells her, you're just like me. And that's when Adora starts talking about her own mom and her own mom taking her out into the middle of the woods and dropping her off in the middle of the night when she was like seven. So I'm like, this family of women is not good. They are passing along a very bad trait of just like, I don't even know the word because I don't want to say psychopath, but like, Is it Munchausen by proxy? Do they all have it? See, and
1: I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's, if I've ever heard of it being a generational thing. Right. And then obviously Camille has some self-awareness of like, I'm pretty messed up and I'm barely keeping myself together rather than when I bring it on because I think in one of the earlier episodes, there's a point where she interacts with all her girlfriends and it's like the typical 30 something, like Mm -hmm. get together like oh, you got a man, you got a baby, da, 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 da. And she's just like, I think she says it in the wording similar in the book. I'm kind of like, I can't even think of like the idea of a baby. Right.
0: <laughs> same girl. Same. What is a baby? I, I yeah. would die. I love everybody else's baby, but please don't give me my own.
1: Like, um, I don't even think Camille has a house plant from what we saw. Like, right. she's right. very nomadic and oh, speaking, fairly self-sustaining. Speaking
0: of all my plants died, like... And granted, I just put them outside and never watered them, but it's still traumatic. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the nature versus nurture. Because so if we're saying Munchausen cannot be passed on genetically, then the nurturing of how these women were raised. So we're saying that Emma could Emma have been born crazy and killed, or was she nurtured to be crazy and kill?
1: Um, I don't know I feel like because Emma is like a whole nether twist of yeah. you know going out and killing versus if there's some kind of Emma does have I feel like Emma does have the awareness and she admits it of I like being sick because she takes care of me yeah she has some sense of her taking care of me also means me remaining sick longer but she lets her do it right because um, I think there's even a flashback at one point with young amy adams a young camille Mm -hmm. when amma's a baby and she sees camille do something to the baby to make it start crying again or like wake it up so it's like even as young as that it's like something happens but then she comforts me like the pain the pain and comfort are tied together Uh, mr agnes just walked in and he's looking at me (gasps) having this conversation hi mr agnes Wait, we're getting lots of baby talk. I want to make sure there was no brainwashing going on. No, no, no. Talking no. about a show, sir. We're no.
0: not. We're not talking about having babies. We're talking about murdering them.
1: Oh. I'll give you a little <laughs> 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 very. Very inappropriate.
0: Very inappropriate. <laughs> um.
1: And he's he's judging my handiwork on the paint job too. Now he's walking away.
0: All right. Tell him to get out of there. Okay. <laughs>
1: You got to close the door if you're going to walk in, bro. Um, <laughs> Come on. So, um, <sighs> yeah. And then it's, and then it's interesting too. Cause like for whatever, I don't know if we don't see as much and I can't remember from the book when Camille and I don't know if it's Miriam, Mary, the, the other sister that passed away that was killed.
0: Yeah. I just call her the little sister.
1: So the little sister.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember her name. She's dead. So dead, sister.
1: dead sister. Dead sister. Yeah. I don't know if we see it as much or if it's as clear as if the mother fixated on dead sister just initially or if she went for dead sister because Camille always resisted. Because she does talk about that of you want to let me take care of you. Yeah. Versus yeah. the other one just just went for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, I feel like so. definitely in the show, they allude to that, like, Camille wouldn't let her even nurse. Camille would never, like, would cry all the time that would Adora would come near her. And so it mm-hmm. was, like, Camille resisted. So the dead sister, it was just, like, embraced her, you know, the dead sister embraced her mom. So the mom was like, this is going to be my baby.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so some it, other... that in inter-
1: goes back to it, too. Oh, sorry. No, it no. Because, like... When someone's sick, that's the time to like ultimately baby them. Yeah, you know? like yeah. I'm gonna bring you food. I'm gonna keep you warm. I'm right. gonna bathe you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch over you. Like you don't get a chance to. That's the only you know you got to be. That's the only state where you're ever gonna do that for someone who's
0: yeah. an adult. That's or
1: true. Functioning.
0: So it's like Adora is probably more n- nurture. Like her mom co- taught her how to be a crazy mom. But Emma is literally crazy and was probably born a crazy baby.
1: And I think Emma's big thing is also about control. Right. Because if you figure out how much the mom controls her, and mm-hmm. Emma, in a sense, likes that because right. she likes being taken care of. She likes the attention. Right. You know, she dresses like a freaking, <laughs> I don't know, I don't even know the name of it, of... um you know, an American girl doll, basically. Yeah, she does. In the house. (laughs) Versus, versus when she's outside and roller skating, she's in her shorty shorts and her crop top like Mm -hmm. everybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I, I can't remember if they make it as clear in the show. I feel like in the book, they're like 13, 14. In the show, I feel like they could pass for like 16, 18. Okay.
0: Speaking of, so my mom and I watched this together because I made my mom watch it like in the beginning of the show.
1: Okay. (laughs)
0: She is just so literal. She had the heart. Because I think in the show, they do say they're like 14, like freshmen. And Mm -hmm. John, the older brother, is like a junior, senior. And his girlfriend's like a junior, senior. My mom was like, why is that grown man hanging out with those little girls? (laughs) He's in high school. And I don't know how how many episodes I had to tell her that John and his girlfriend in high school. She'd be like, so weird, that grown woman hanging out with those little (laughs) girls and I was like this is just Hollywood they can't cast literal 13 year olds they look too baby you know like it'd be kind of yeah. sick but yeah it was like the biggest struggle I don't know how many episodes I had to remind her that they're supposed to be in high school I know they look 25 because they are 25 but they're supposed to be in high school
1: oh it's like you see the makeup around like the crown's feet and they're like why is he is he a teacher why <laughs> right. is the teacher having sex with a
0: student right so Aww. another interesting theme is like the money and power that adora has over the entire town oh yeah we're like no one questions her at all like at all it's like how she was able to get away with doing whatever she wants to her kids and even mm-hmm. and even if people were suspecting like even the hospital person told yeah. i call him danny because that's what he was in the mindy project but told yes, the detective. We
1: Danny the
0: entire time yeah uh she told Danny like yeah we said we like suspected it but like we couldn't do anything about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: I and mean, I thought that was really interesting and like how Alan the husband he's just like hanging out he doesn't do
1: anything so how much do we think the husband knows because he sees her like making getting, her
0: concoctions making
1: the stuff at one point mm-hmm. and then he says like I think he acts like, how bad is it? And then I, I swear he says, like, not too strong or not too much. He does. Like,
0: He tells her like not he, too, he, too much.
1: So, I mean, I feel like he's got to know.
0: He totally he's knows. he's
1: just chill with it.
0: Yeah, because he doesn't want to lose all his, like, his his purse strings or whatever they're called. What are they called when you're poor? His bank account.
1: Not, yeah, no, I mean, his, his sugar wife, basically. His sugar,
0: um, yeah, his sugar mama.
1: Um. Which in the book he's described almost like grosser. Really, he's like, like almost like emancipated, like emanciated, like super skinny, like gross. Like the the attitude and the mannerisms and like the things he says are all the same, but like he's, you know, he'd be, he's not like a full Steve Buscemi, but you know, closer to that than just like a regular old rich white guy.
0: Gotcha. Old
1: rich white guy.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. Tell me. What were you going to say? I'm sorry.
1: Oh, no, I'm just glancing at my notes, but they're kind of all over the place.
0: Okay. Tell me oh. what's the relation. Oh, sorry. Tell me what's the relationship <laughs> between Camille and her boss, because it kind of confused me why they were so close.
1: Um, I, fe- I can't remember from the book how it comes out or how it talks about it, but he had more of a role with getting her help initially. Oh. So he was aware, obviously she was going through some stuff of that she was like a cutter and self mutilator and he knew the family stuff wasn't great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's kind of why he's checking in on her while she's away. Okay. Um so I think they have more of that relationship. Uh and I think he's um, they make it clearer in the book because I started to initial like reread the book, re-listen to the book because I had on audio. But I only got through like the first few chapters, and then I ended up re-listening to the end because I wanted to hear how it was different or how things were like uh, how the uh, loose ties, right. loose ends were tied up, right? Um, which part of what he in the book, part of where he pushes her to go back. I don't know if there's a line about it in the actual HBO show but recently there was something similar in the sense of a writer went back to a local ho- hometown to investigate a less interesting murder or case mm. but because he tied it into you know this is a school i went to and this is the place where everybody makes out and da 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 like that guy run a pulitzer for it
0: oh the paper
1: she works for in the um in the book is out of chicago
0: okay not st louis because
1: I- no, not St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the third, third or fourth most popular paper in Chicago. So it's also kind of the idea of like, oh, this could put us on the map.
0: Oh.
1: Um, and then even as like the case goes on and there's another murder, there's like a line or two of like, oh, well, this happened here and this happened here. So now we're really the only people covering this. Oh. So this is also why people are paying attention.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Um,
1: so, so that's, that's what I remember from the parts I, I reread, but, yeah. but kind of like I was saying before of like other, you know, like the, the people she hangs out with and goes back to in the book, um, it's, you know, she, she talks about them as kind of like, these are just people I sometimes get Christmas cards from Or right. I think even with, when she comes to visit the mom, there's a mention of like, I haven't talked to my mother since last Christmas, Jesus. like, you know, yeah, like there, she doesn't have these what we i guess most people think of like normal relationships and support systems of because her one regular activity would be work right and then this guy's helped her out before and that's the other thing i think she was she was not too long back on the job really her boss was super responsible pushing this on her
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: because i feel like she wasn't that fresh out back from treatment
0: oh and
1: then he's like, hey, do this. And she's like, that doesn't sound like a good idea. And he's like, do it anyway. Yikes. And then as, you know, shit's hitting the fan, that's when he's like, maybe we can do a welfare check because she might probably killed herself.
0: Jesus Christ. So the boss has a little self-interest in there.
1: Yeah. And then I think the boss is going through chemo simultaneously. So right. I don't know if maybe that's supposed to make us feel more sympathetic to him and less as a villain.
0: Mm, I didn't feel it. I was like, don't use the chemo as an excuse. You're kind of being a little, like it's creepy, your relationship with her. It's like you sent her down there and you know she has a horrible family and you're like, yeah. well, this will help you face your demons. Like, I'm like, mm, you don't have a degree in psychology. I don't know if this is true.
1: Granted, also, is he, is he just the other side of Adora, because she doesn't have any kind of father figure, yeah. and he's pushing her to do something for his self-interest, not hers,
0: mm-hmm. knowing it hurts her. Right. But then at
1: the same time, I think in a certain way,
0: still caring um, about her.
1: She knows. Yeah, she knows this is a way to make him happy sure. because she's doing it. Sure. Um, and then they also talk about it for like as fucked up as Camille is um the author said this in interviews and like you can feel it from the book and the show is she's also extremely empathetic oh yeah like you know to put that kind of person in that environment like
0: even if she was healthy it'd be pretty traumatizing
1: yeah no like for for example for for what i do for work i if i was as empathetic as she was i wouldn't last a day right and if anything my job has made me more cynical and then i've worked with other people too where if they were to ask me straight out of like oh my gosh like that'd be super interesting you think i should do that should i apply i would tell them it would break you
0: right (laughs) no that's so true like i'm such an empath i can never do your job like i would die i i would totally die i'd die no and
1: i mean and I think there's times when I start to think about it of like, could I be nicer? But then at the same time, I'm just like, if I open those doors, right. it's not going to go well. And you um, really just so don't a have humble time. Humble break. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um,
1: uh, so speaking of Danny, I would listen to an audiobook of Danny doing VCR instructions, what? doing the Bible, doing anything. <laughs> just Danny's voice is all I want.
0: It is Everything. a very soothing voice. I felt like his acting was good. Up until... Yeah. And I, I cheated a little bit that I did read this really good article. I can't remember for what from, so I apologize. But it talked okay. about how the relationship between Danny and Camille is different, a little bit different in the show than it is in the book. And in the book, he's a little bit jerkier, I think, like he's more of a jerk. And so okay. I was looking for that in the last episode. And... It's when Danny sees Camille's cutting, he's supposed to, I think he's supposed to have this look of horror and disgust on his face, but Mm -hmm. really he just looks like shocked. He's just like, oh, creepy. Like not even how a person would look. Like if I saw someone's body for the first time and it had words carved all over it, I'd probably jump back because I'd be like, yeah, like it would be shocking, you know? I don't know. That was the only time I was disappointed in Danny.
1: Um. I mean, I think they do make it clear in the book of, like, obviously, like, this is kind of what he couldn't handle. Right. Because it's not like they're ever, like, seriously going for a relationship. It's more kind of, you know, they're they're on the same mission. Right. And then they have to, you know, have sex during that <laughs> investigation. Right. Um. But then also, if you think about the sex scenes and... I think Camille again has that awareness of kind of like how vulnerable she wants to be and what she wants people to know. Right. Because the way she's intimate with Danny is she has control of the lighting. She has control of the clothing. Right. She has control of who goes where, what goes what, mm-hmm. versus when she fucks the teenager.
0: It's free.
1: It's crazy. And honestly, as I was watching that, I was uncomfortable. Really? And I had like, well, not, I mean, I guess. Because, I mean, you, you, I, well, she's not necessarily, like, likable. You want her to succeed and do well. True. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, having sex with the 18-year-old when the police know he's in the hotel room is not going to go well.
0: Fair. You're Um, right.
1: I was nervous
0: that she was going to get caught, but I was happy for her to be able to let her guard down.
1: And and in the book, it may go a little differently, just because I remember going on Goodreads mm-hmm. and like skimming through some of like the questions and forums where people would talk about it. There, like maybe she has sex with him at a party.
0: Oh wow!
1: Uh, so maybe like it's not as clear as people know she had sex with him, or I don't know if they find him at a party instead of the hotel room. Right. But I mean, she does definitely like have sex with him. Um, mm. The other thing that's really interesting too that is kind of cool how they did it from the book to the movie is in the book. They obviously have to say what's where on her body. Right. And it's only mentioned in different scenes versus in the show. It's kind of like, it's only illuminated at certain times. Right. And I did read like one or two articles that would kind of like review an episode and they would talk about what word was posed where, mm. um, which I did notice in the last episode, uh, you can see baby on her wrist as she lays in bed waiting for Adora. Dora. What? To like to
0: take care of her. Yeah. What? That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't like, I didn't feel um, like as turned off by Danny when he saw that. And that's how he reacted. Yeah. I feel like that's more of like, it's hard because obviously he's like a homicide detective, so he's seen gnarly really stuff before. Like he's not immune. True. But in my head, I think the average Joe, like you said, of like, his, if anything, his reaction would be more muted. Of like, jump back. Right. Or if anything, like you might wonder of like, you know, I thought her skin felt kind of rough when we were having sex, but I had no idea. Right.
0: <laughs> right. Like I you she was just like ashy. If, you,
1: if you slept with someone and then realized they had scales, true. <laughs>
0: I would freak (laughs) out. You're right. But I would freak out more than he did. But I guess you're right. His profession allows him to be more subdued in his reactions.
1: Yeah. And then if, and also maybe like with the facial expressions, if he's trying to like everything coming together, people saying she gets around, she's weird, she's unstable. Right. And then to the point for him to actually see it of like, not only is your mother trying to kill you and probably has been trying to kill you for years. Right. Um, either someone did this to you or you did this to yourself, which, which is worse at this point.
0: Right. Right.
1: You know, you're a grown person with these demons.
0: Mm, Sick. So So, let's jump to the end of the show because it's kind of my favorite, not the very end, but like the last 10 minutes or so where it's like this montage of like, you know, the mom goes to jail. Um, There's like Mm -hmm. a flip of the, her being in the court. Um, There's like a montage of the, of Emma moving in with Camille in St. Louis, and you know them living this happy life and meeting a neighbor girl, and I really fell for it the first time I watched it. I was like, "Oh, what a happy ending! <laughs> this is this is so nice."
1: This is not how *Gone Girl*. Is. <laughs> no,
0: no, Jesus, but I love *Gone Girl*. But uh, <laughs> I- just like the just like the mom is guilty, she's the baby killer. Makes sense, she's crazy, and like you know, I even okay. So then in the rewatch. They are showing like Camille teaching the little black girl how to skate. And mm-hmm. Camille does this joke with this hanging wire of choking herself.
1: Oh, I do not remember that. Oh, shit. girl.
0: Yeah. Oh, God, girl. It I, it, it, was so like, granted, second, like rewatch, very purposeful. It is so yeah, obvious yeah. when you watch it again for this purpose. It's like they're skating and Camille, they're like just a hanging wire. And Camille literally puts it around her neck and, and jokes that she's choking. And I was like,
1: Which, sick. I mean, points even more towards the... Emma's like, oh, you want to have a little inside jokes with my friend? I right. don't need a friend. You're only going to have me for a friend. Like, Oops,
0: I forgot. I didn't... I said Camille, but I meant Emma.
1: Oh, oh, okay, so Emma. Okay, so that makes sense. I'm yeah. kind just like, Emma, don't get too close.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. I'm sorry. I said Camille, but I meant Emma. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and then... Um... Oh, okay. I didn't understand when they were at the dinner, it was Camille and Emma. They're at the boss's house and the black friend was there. And the black mm-hmm. friend had writings on her arms and hands. Like Camille essentially has her cuts. The black girl had words written on her arms and hands. And, and Camille notices it. Did you remember that? Um,
1: I do. Uh, and I don't know if they if that's supposed to like show more of kind of like her being influenced by Camille or like her mm. and Camille having more of a relationship. Oh, cause I don't feel like Camille shares that with no. people. Yeah. But then maybe if Emma would have told her, yeah. Um, or if it would have come out maybe like with the court case or whatnot. Right. Um, but I know in the book it does talk about, I think kind of like when it initially starts is the idea of her either like finger tracing on her arm,
0: mm. a
1: word or a name, or at sometimes writing it. I don't think they show it in the show that way, Mm-mm. but it's kind of the idea of like, you know, I write, you know, Faith or, you know, Mary or one of the, like, the victim's names on her arm at some point. And then it's like wow. later on when you realize that she has all these things carved into her.
0: Wow. So I yeah. was thinking that the little black girl had those things written on her arms because Emma did them to her. is oh, like Oh,
1: that's another way. As
0: like a showing of alpha. Like,
1: oh. like
0: maybe like, oh, my sister does this. I'm going to do it to you kind of thing. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, I was thinking, I kind of looked at it from like an alpha, a Emma alpha. Her kind of being under her control, you know?
1: Yeah. Because there know. is a part in an earlier episode where Camille and Emma are getting closer
0: Mm -hmm. and i don't
1: know if Emma's drunk and she makes some joke about cutting herself or like do you think i should put this word here yeah and camille's reaction is just like don't even start that shit
0: yeah like don't joke about it i do remember that so then um they the girl little girl shows interest in camille's career basically getting attention from camille and as we know emma is a murderer emma don't like that and so we go to the next scene camille's at home um the neighbor comes over the little girl's mom is like have you seen my little black girl and she's like no her and emma are playing i'll let you know when they get home i'll send her home and then camille uh sees something thrown in the trash she goes to put it back in the dollhouse because the dollhouse has made it into uh camille's house as emma's favorite prized possession and she notices a tooth well first she notices and someone pointed this out to me. I forgot who I was talking to, but she notices one of the little dolls in the window seal, which mm. is how they found that girl in the window seal. So, yeah, that was pretty creepy. Someone pointed that out to me. I can't remember who it was. One of my fans. And <laughs> and then um, she goes and looks in it and she sees a tooth. And then she sees the mom's room. The replica of the mom's room is made out of teeth and i've probably never been so excited in my entire life <laughs> because the the like precision and time to grind teeth into a floor that's basically like a replica of elephant tusks to me is like mind-blowing like how smart are you you're like i need a floor to replicate this test i'm literally going to snatch teeth out of girls mouths whoa
1: so the other tie-in with that is obviously she's trying to replicate the ivory floor right that Adora has in their bedroom. Yes. And I feel like there's more of an emphasis put on it in the book. They do it in the show well, too, with, like, some of the visuals. Yeah. But this is a room that Camille's never been allowed in. Yes. Like, you will dirty up this floor. Yes. Don't do it. But when Camille is sick, she's Adora allowed takes to her it. into her bedroom. Yes, yeah.
0: I saw. That was, like, a very big deal. Like, and you could yeah. see Camille kind of, even though she knew she was going to be poisoned, get excited and happy to be accepted. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean,
1: that's where they find her, like, yeah. you know, half naked dying is on that fucking ivory
0: floor. Not going to lie, you know, I hate animals, want an ivory floor. I know it's <laughs> illegal, but let's just say goals, like goals, ivory floor. um I mean,
1: just get a historical house and make sure
0: the floor's <laughs> has made The original
1: criminal ivory. <laughs> ivory floor. It's amazing. Wow. And the other thing that they tie into in both the book and the show mm-hmm. is when we initially see Emma, it's about the dollhouse. Yes. She's in and she's working on the dollhouse and she's like screaming about how something doesn't match or yes. something has to get ordered or the upholstery is bad. Yes. And like in the, in the book, like Camille even makes a point of kind of like, who is this? Like, I don't like this little girl. Mm. Like that's her like straight up first impression of her. Right. And then there is a part in the end of the book when she's talking about it's not all happy days with that cute montage like she talks about Camille being pissed at one point that she doesn't want to spend like $60 on like a dollhouse bed or something. Oh. Of like You know like that's kind of ridiculous. Like right. That's not going to happen.
0: Oh. Um, which is
1: like it's like a throwaway line but it's kind of just like it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Right. With the transition.
0: Right. Which makes um, more sense. That's more realistic. Uh,
1: the other thing I thought that was kind of cool with the way they coloring it they did it is for most of the show Camille is always in like dark clothing. Yeah. Like blacks and grays. Yeah. Um, towards the end, when it starts to be nice and you know, the transition and the rainbows, she throws in some green. Ooh. She throws in some lighter colors. Oh. She's wearing regular jeans, not black jeans. Oh. And then That's only for a couple of scenes before we realize (laughs) Emma's the killer.
0: Yeah. Okay. So then Camille finds this tooth, right? And then Mm -hmm. she's just like sitting there shocked in horror. Emma walks in and literally gets this half quarter smirk on her face. Quarter smirk. So small. So slight. And she's just like, don't tell mama. I wish I could do the accent. Don't tell mom. Oh, oh, it's just like (laughs) so amazing. So beautiful to me. I'm just like. That is so dark. That little actress... I am mean, she's not little. That actress... Mm-hmm. I feel like she played the role as someone who didn't read the book. I feel like she played that role so well. Like, I believe she is a psychopath. <laughs> I, I 100% believe it. If I met her in real life, I'd, like, want to hug her and run away from her all the same time. And, okay. And anyways, I digress from all my excitement. So, it cuts to black, right? And this was a big controversy. I was lucky enough that a friend had watched it before I did, like right before I started it and finished it okay. right before I started it and was like, watch the credits. So the first time I watched it, I she was like, don't tell mama. I'm shocked. I'm like, wait, what? This little girl was the baby killer the entire time? She terrorized those people, right? She terrorized mm-hmm. John. She called him a baby killer. It was horrible. And,
1: yeah.
0: and then I was just like sitting there just like just processing it all. And then this director producer whoever was involved in this in this idea geniusly because you're right the audience he and I read a lot of articles about this and I watched the like ending after the credits they kind of did an interview with him and he talks about like giving the audience what they wanted I think I would have been mad if I didn't see Emma killing those girls so they just Mm -hmm. do very small cuts very short and sweet cuts of Emma literally choking out these girls and what you find out is that the first two killings, her little two friends,
1: her skater friends, helped her. So like Yes, and that's that's definitely stated in the book of how to like when things are wrapping up of like the friends basically like, you know, turning state witness and you
0: know losing it. They turn state witness.
1: Well, I mean, I think they also got like lighter sentences too. But I mean, they said kind of like you know, because I mean, think about those fucking girls of like them talking about like, oh, aren't you, you know, Camille asking them like, aren't you scared? Like all these girls like getting knocked off, and one of the fucking accomplices is like not the cool ones. Yeah, like so to me, she's off the loser girl. (laughs) She
0: should should be prosecuted because like she was to me. They were happy to participate in murdering those little girls from the small clip I saw. Yeah. I'm surprised that they they, uh, got lighter sentences. That's very shocking. I know this is fiction. I'm still shocked.
1: (laughs) I think there is one line of like, because it's two friends that helped her and one of the girls was starting to lose it. And there may have been talk of like, we need to kill off, you know, Susie or whoever. Gotcha. Because because Uh Susie's going to go to the cops or Susie can't handle this.
0: Yeah, that was the one I read an article. That was the one she kept telling to shut up all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. See, and I didn't even like catch who was who, like when she had her little posse with her.
0: Yeah, there was one. It was the sister of the girlfriend of John. She always told okay. her to shut up and that she was like dumb through the entire show. Um, um, apparently, that's the one so in the book she said she's going to kill next.
1: Uh, so, one thing I did wonder is what and if. Adora knew anything about Emma, mm. and if towards the end, I thought this more from the book than the show. Mm-hmm. Of did Adora start making Emma sick again to try to slow her down?
0: Ooh. So I definitely think Dora, Adora and Alan knew Emma was getting drunk and being a teenager. I don't know if Adora. I mean, granted, I didn't read the book, but from the show, I don't know if Adora knew her daughter was a baby killer because Adora seemed, oh, but she kept her inside all the time.
1: Yeah. Don't go out at all. Don't oh. do anything.
0: Yo, that actually now you're, you're right. Cause maybe that's why she always tried to keep her inside from it, like <laughs> killing those girls. Cause Adora genuinely liked those girls. She was helping those girls. Cause they came from right, kind and of like, I don't like, think
1: there's any hints of like Adora like yeah. trying to get the girls sick.
0: No, she just genuinely yeah. wanted to help these poor girls. Like she likes helping poor people. She likes helping people. <laughs> she
1: has and by proxy.
0: Like, so when she
1: doesn't want to make you sick, she just wants to help you.
0: Right. Like I would let Adora be my auntie, but, <laughs> but like,
1: I come to that tea party.
0: Fuck hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. So I guess that's true. Like, what if Adora knew her daughter was a killer, and kept her in, and then poisoned her to stop her from killing? Yo, mind blown. Right. I'm mind blown. Um,
1: and then, and then I don't know if you're if you're gonna follow that thread. Mm-hmm. Was she trying to get rid of Camille because she thought Camille knew about Emma? I feel like she was or did trying just to, want to kill a Camille
0: <laughs> she hates Camille because Camille like rejected her right but also yeah. she knows how smart Camille is so it was probably twofold right Camille yeah. is annoying and she's my hated daughter and Camille yeah. can eventually find out about Emma and that yeah. Emma can't go to jail Emma's my perfect daughter yeah so probably was trying to get rid of Camille because she did know and she didn't want Emma to get caught.
1: Um, so the other thing that kind of like flowed throughout the show, which I like and I've seen with this director before because he did Big Little Lies. Ooh. Is he's really big on music. Okay. Like I think he does have like a separate composer, but I think he's also listed as one of the music composers for the show.
0: Oh.
1: Um, you'll notice re-watching it if you didn't during is the music is all, I had to look up this term, pretty much diegetic.
0: Okay.
1: um, Which, if I'm saying it right, which means the music is real to the characters. It's somebody turning on the radio or it's in a ballroom. It's, you know, orchestra. It's not just mood music playing in the background. Oh. Um, Like, if you think about the opening for Pulp Fiction, there's a part where it's like you got a couple, and during the opening credits, you have a couple of different songs playing, Uh and then you realize it's, Samuel Jackson like changing the radio station in the car oh gotcha constantly tripping through like kind of the way it was like how the dad's constantly playing music or how Camille puts on her iPod right um and all that stuff which I thought is really interesting and then because I did know he's thinking so much about that and those choices and I wanted to see the trailers most of the time um for a good couple of episodes I would listen to whatever he picked for the end credit song oh because I thought that, you know, would kind of say something about the show or tie it together, um, which is kind of what I don't think I had done. I hadn't done a lot of research on the last episode just because I was already seeing it weeks later. Right. Um, coming back and so I already planned on doing let's going through the end credits to do the song and see if he had like a, you know, kind of a like behind the scenes scene. Right. But yeah, having that cut in 30 seconds. Ooh. um was pretty, pretty cool. And the way you get that in the book is you do have the um, Camille finding the tooth and realizing the dollhouse is what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't think she talks about, she doesn't talk about Amma reaction or them having a conversation, but she says like the cops figured it out, but I figured it out first. Oh. So, like maybe there is like a shock or a delay uh. of kind of like, oh shit, it is Emma. Wow Um, because she does talk about the friend going missing Uh, and then then the epilogue part that they have and she talks about Adora still being like incarcerated Mm -hmm. and some people fighting for her release so I don't know if that's meant to be more of thinking about killing the dead sister of like oh this was just a sad mother whose child happened to die you know she should be exonerated yada yada Mm. Um, but she talks about visiting Amma in like a juvenile faci- facility oh. and Amma actually saying in her own words of kind of like, you know, mama would be giving attention to those girls and I don't like that. Wow. So it is like very spelled out in the book. Wow. Which thinking back on it, I know on the audio, audio, uh-huh. audible version, uh-huh. I'm not a big fan of the voice. I'm okay with the regular narrator, the voice that she uses for Anna is very like anointing girl. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, as I'm remembering.
0: <laughs> you can't win them all. Yeah. Also oh. at the very the very, very, very last scene after the credits, is mm-hmm. Emma being in the woods, dressed as a lady in white.:
1: <sighs>
0: Yes. Yes. It's like. The creativity and the thought that went into creating this episode, like, the whole show is great, but this episode alone, yeah. there's so many small little nuggets of awesomeness that it takes, like, a a good depth in-depth rewatch, like I did today, to appreciate them all. Like, yeah. damn. And it was literally, like, I wasn't, I was gonna stop it after I saw the, like, murders. Yeah. Um, which I just have a note, a personal note. I would have liked to have seen the the murders for like 30 more seconds, but (laughs) we know I'm dark. Just
1: a little more strangling. Just a
0: little. It was just so intriguing to me, but that's, I'm really dark. I'm very dark. So, but yeah, like I was just kind of watching, just like taking notes, just like that was such a great episode. And then like, I'm just looking at it and then it's just Emma in the woods, as a lady in white, turning away from the camera and walking into the woods yeah oh so genius so delicious so great
1: um I did actually talk to someone who wasn't a big fan I hate them (laughs)
0: what did they not like about it
1: it was a work colleague and she hadn't read the book Part of me was curious of like, if she didn't like it, why did she finish it? Cause that's eight hours of your life. Right. <laughs> um, which I think she said she was watching it with someone else. So maybe it's kind of like the, Oh, you're into this. I'm not as into it. Okay. Um, I think she thought she felt it was like more drawn out, um, than it could have been, which I don't know if she wanted it as like a thriller as like, you know, a two and a half hour movie. Okay. Um, which, I mean, I guess there's a cut version of that, but I'm pretty okay with the limited series. Me too. Uh, and she really likes Amy Adams, so she thought she was well in it, and maybe that's what pushed her. Like, I'm still going to watch this, because this is fucking Amy's Aunt, Amy Adams' show. Right. Um, but yeah, I think she wasn't as big a fan of like the stylization and felt like things were drawn out, and mm. I don't know, maybe she saw it coming, and I didn't think it was as clever, but I didn't push mm. her as much. I think at first, initially we are just talking and it's like, did you watch our projects? And I'm like, I can't talk to someone about this. Right. And she's like, I didn't love it. And I'm like, oh. oh, Oh,
0: okay. I don't know what, I mean, like I said, I loved it so much that when I was visiting my family, I made them binge watch like four episodes while I was in town <laughs> and they got hooked on it. And we would talk about it. My, fr- my calling, my coworker was, had read the book, but hadn't read it for a while. Who so couldn't remember, who was the killer, Mm -hmm. and so I would talk to her about it, and she was like, I just want to go back and see the killer. It's like, I want to cheat, and I was like, don't you cheat! We're in this (laughs) together! And so, we were talking about it a lot, and I feel like there was another person that, I mean, I know we talked about it a little bit, but like, any person I've met who's seen it likes it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I remember... I had read the book. I did read the book like fresh off of Gone Girl. Yes. So in my head, I knew it wasn't as strong as Gone Girl. It felt like, basically it felt like a warm up to Gone Girl kind sure. of a thing of like it's shorter, it's not as good, but it is interesting and dark. Right. When I heard about the casting, I was super excited. Um, one friend here who's read the book but hasn't seen the show yet, I was telling her about it. Um, she was remembering the book more because she had read it more recently. Yeah. But there was a point where I was watching the Calhoun Day episode where Adora is wearing a particularly fabulous white dress with all these like embroidered flowers and like butterflies and shit on it. I definitely paused, took a picture of that shit on my phone, sent it to her and was like, this is Adora's dress on the show. We need to talk.
0: Um, I mean, Adora's wardrobe in the entire series is so good. My mom and I would be like, Ooh, Adora, I guess, with this outfit. Like so anyways, but go ahead.
1: Which mind you, as Adora's being arrested, Adora's maid, because mm-hmm. she's still like crazy southern white bitch who has a maid. Yes. Is putting on her shoes. Yes. Like she's stepping into her heels as she's trying to talk them into not putting cuffs on her, not putting her in the back of a car. Yes. Oh. Crazy.
0: dora's kind of goals i mean i don't want a black maid i just take a white one you know (laughs) reparations and all but um yeah just so amazing it's always i'm telling you i watched the emmys for the first time this year um oh i now know that they're for tv and if sharp objects doesn't win every emmy in its category then the emmys are garbage i don't know the emmys are garbage didn't
1: the emmys just air
0: yeah, but I don't think did it qualify? It wasn't nominated for anything. Oh, I don't know oh,
1: yeah, I know. I don't know what the time cutoff is. I
0: don't think it qualified for a time cutoff. Granted, I don't know what the time cutoff is because i never watched the Emmys. But yeah. if I'm just playing like applying plain old logic, it was not yeah. nominated for one award and there's no way that show's not nominated for one award.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh girl, I'm beat. Do you have any final? Any I to final... watch it again. Any... I know. Now I need
1: to watch it from the beginning and just binge it.
0: Oh, it's too emotional.
1: It is really heavy. And then at one point I was like, because I'll, I'll talk about my shows to Mr. Agnes. Yes. And he, he will try to give me the caveat of, do you think I will really like this? <laughs> or are you just excited about it because you really like it? Which I understand. <laughs> Those are different things depending on who it is. Fair. Oh. Um, and also, it depends on the environment, too. For example, when my mother visited, there was a point where I tried to put on a quiet place, turned off the lights, she was asleep within five minutes of the show. <laughs> oh, no. Which I, in my head, I should have known was gonna happen. Uh-huh. Mind you, I turned the lights on, I put on a different movie, she stayed awake, it was fine. Right. But also, I was thinking, like, you probably would like this, but you can't handle this, <laughs> especially at the end of the day.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, but yeah, then I was telling him, Because, yeah, no, I think I I saw it more, I see it more, not as, like, a feminist show, but I can see how it is very female-heavy. Sure. Or very much, like, a woman's story. Sure. Um, Which I think initially is why I didn't push him as much on it. Versus later, I'm like, it is really dark, it is really interesting. Like, I think the cop stuff and, like, the investigation might come from you. Like, I don't think I've actually told him the end if he hasn't overheard it at this point. Right. Um. Which, I mean, and I'd be curious to have him sit through an episode. I I think he does like Danny. Yeah. Um, Which, also, we haven't talked about at all. Danny shows his... Oh, his uh, butt. His package in this film, in this series. Which isn't surprising, because Danny has showed... I feel like Danny has done full frontage in more things that he's been in than things he
0: Hasn't. hasn't. I don't think I saw his package. I thought he covered it really quickly or something.
1: I feel like it's a quick glimpse.
0: Oh, man.
1: But it's there. Like, okay. it's not as long as Gone Girl, but I feel like it is there. Oh. Um, uh, he definitely shows it. feel like he shows it in, like, another other independent movies he's done. Mm. Um, like, I... He, there's a one on Amazon called Digging for Fire that he has, like, a small part in, but he's, like, in a pool, and I think he, like, jumps in the pool naked. Wow. Um, there's a, another independent movie. I think it's called, like, 12 Hotel Rooms or maybe 13 Hotel Rooms, but it's, like, him and another women who are, like, constantly meeting up to cheat, so there's oh. definitely a quick snout of that. Yeah. It's funny when he's talked about in interviews. Like, I think for that movie, it's, like, at night and outside, and he's, like... He, like, said in the interview, he's like, I feel like it got really small. Like, I felt like it wasn't a true representation. (laughs) He's like, I want to tell people, like, I do have two kids. Like, it does work. (laughs) He
0: has two kids?
1: Yeah, I think he is married, but whatever. It's fine. Okay,
0: whatever. Uh, Oh. But, yeah,
1: no, Danny, I do that. And, see, I think that was the other thing of, like, I heard Amy Adams and I heard Danny with the casting, and I feel I was excited, and they... They fulfilled my needs. Right. Like I was happy. I was very happy with casting.
0: Yeah, I agree. It was a great casting.
1: Yeah. Like even like the creepy old detect um like the the chair the the chief yeah that was there yeah like I didn't feel he like he was bad but even just like rereading the part of the book and the conversation she had and like the way she described him in the book I'm like he's cast perfectly like yeah they do this so well
0: yeah it was amazing. I'm, I was not I mean besides yeah I was, I was happy with everybody oh yeah
1: Sharp Objects is Sharp Objects is, is really good um, Dark Places is not as good and the movie's not as good
0: what's Dark Places?
1: Dark Places is her third book oh um it's just not as interesting the movie has Charlize Theron Oh. As like the main character.
0: Boo.
1: Probably could have been cast better.
0: Mm hmm.
1: And like the, the edit and screenplay is not as good, I feel like, to the book. But then I also feel like it's my least favorite book. Mm hmm. Um, I just wanted to write something else. Like I, I know she's involved with like the shows and stuff, but I want, I want what else she has.
0: Yeah. Like what else is in her brain?
1: Ooh. Which, interesting too. I do have a, um, an Entertainment Weekly mm-hmm. article. Mm-hmm. Like, because other relatives were randomly here and they know I like magazines so they just, like, left it behind for me. Yes. Um, but it had an article about it, like, right when the show was coming out. It's actually an interview with Amy Adams and the writer, Gillian Flynn. Uh-huh. And, um, there's a point where they're talking about, like, the mother-daughter relationship. Damn it. Now I'm gonna go grab it because it's in my bathroom. Hold on.
0: Okay. We're not pausing but we are pausing. This is an intermission. Um see what kind of filler information I have. I don't really have much. I am going to check out Dark Places, even though I don't like Sharice Sh- Theron. Sharice think- Theron? Charlie Theron? I can't say her name.
1: Okay. All okay. right. So I found it. Okay. okay. So it's part of like where... Okay. Blah, blah, blah. So they're talking about the Camille character. Mm-hmm. There's a the part where Flynn does say um, she's the ultimate empath. Uh, Ah. Adams. Okay. I love the idea of familial violence and how we pass down dysfunction. Being a mom, that was something I've explored, like, what am I unintentionally passing to my daughter? What have I taught her about her role in the world as a woman? But I'm very different from Adora, so I'm not worried about that particular thing. Wow. Flint. Laughing. Yeah. I wrote that before I had kids, and now reading it again, it's especially affecting. It's like this dark Valentine I sent to myself in the future when I was like 30. Oh
0: <gasps> what? Yeah very interesting yeah so yeah I feel like now that she's like been through things right like motherhood and stuff like she still yeah. has a story and I'm I'm sure her perspective like she's saying has changed so I'm curious yeah. what's in her brain I wonder if she's, she's working on a never. book. I wonder mean, she's working on what she doesn't want to say.
1: I yeah, I don't know. I, cause Cause I I feel like that interview's like the most recent thing, but then I don't have her on like a Google alert or anything. So Right. And I feel
0: like if she because you know with the um, movie and show successes of her books, you mm-hmm. know, I'm sure publishers are throwing so much money at her for book yeah. deals. And so maybe yeah. she does have something in the works but she doesn't want that pressure. Like the Game of Thrones guy. He oh, keeps yeah. telling people to go fuck themselves because he's under so much pressure. <laughs> he's, he's like, my I'll book will come book when out when I, I wanted to come out.
1: Huh? He's like, I'll write a book when I write a book. <laughs> when I write
0: a book. And if I die, I fucking die. I don't care. <laughs>
1: like, He's like, I told Joe how to end the show. It's fine. <laughs>
0: it's fine. Exactly. It's
1: fine. <laughs> um, uh, damn. Um, sorry. Um, well, and then she did do like this other short story called The Grown Up.
0: Okay. Um
1: maybe it's like 50 60 pages i bought it because i was so excited and it was like oh the new jillian plan it's not bad okay. but i mean even as a tv special like you'd be pushing to stretch it to like an hour okay so, okay it's just a short story gotcha oh. but but yeah it was good i i hope people appreciate this mini episode I yeah we offered some insight yeah i'm curious now to read those articles because i found I don't remember if it was New York Times, but, like, somebody was doing, like, a running series on each episode. Oh. Um, But that's where they – I saw one of the listings of, like, it has this name here and this name here. Mm -hmm. And then I read that before I watched the season finale – the series finale Mm. because that's when I noticed the baby Damn.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's so good.
1: (sighs) uh, The only thing I think they said that is unique to the show – that's alluded to in the book is the whole calhoun day episode oh okay and like the town's history and like Mm -hmm. the pageantry and stuff um but i mean obviously like the author was an executive producer on the show right she must have you know okayed everything and i think it's still tied it together and i think even the um the show director he kind of he didn't you know use the term filler but he's kind of like you know, this is to get a feel for the mood and the town, and then right. he talks about in like the behind the scenes on that episode of how everyone's watching the pageant, but then everyone's also watching each other. Right? And the people like performing are high, watching how the town's reacting to them. Like, right? Oh, mm. Damn
0: it! Now I'm probably gonna
1: rewatch it. It'll be fine. It'll the, be
0: good. the symbolism is dripping. It's like a literary, even though it's not literary. It's like, ugh, I can't even. I'm so tongue-tied. It's a dream. It's a dream, everybody.
1: If if you have a visual, if you have a book that you think is going to be hard to bring a story to visually, you need to get whatever the fuck that director's name is. Yeah. Because he can do it. He killed he it. He can do it.
0: He can do yeah. it. Mm. And
1: he'll find you a good soundtrack. He'll make it work.
0: Yeah. You're welcome. All right. All right. Guys, we hope you like this. This has been a special episode of Second Puberty Podcast. Our podcast is pretty much dead these days, but... Yeah. We will do special episodes if our fans request them. So request them.
1: We're, we are open to request. Yeah. Series finales. Yes. Movies. Yes. We're not gonna start a whole new show because we have lives. They're yeah. Hello.
0: Literally. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky we got this one weekend together. But all right, let's Agnes, uh, talk to you later. Okay. All right. Bye, I'm, Nikki. Bye. bye.